Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 214. Gold Diggers, you are in for a treat. I am introducing you to one of my mastermind girls who I admire in so many ways. It is totally safe to say that Kelly makes this whole girl boss thing look effortless. But I know behind the scenes and there was a lot of effort that she went through in order to get to where she is today. Kelly is a wife, a mother of five children, and a crockpot addict behind the family freezer. She is committed to sharing healthy, simple, and budget-friendly recipes through the website's blog, her membership site, and the 14 Freezer Meal Cookbook eBooks. Kelly created the family freezer with her husband, Andy, and the two work together from home with their kids by focusing the business on passive income streams. They have sold over 50,000 eBooks and are starting to teach other bloggers how to do the same with a second business called Called ebooks pro safe to say that we have an absolute ebook expert and today kelly is going to walk you through the a to z of creating an ebook marketing hacks to ensure that your product gets seen and purchased and her best advice for those of us contemplating if we could really make a living selling ebooks her story is so inspiring you guys are in for a treat before we dive on in, I want to read the review for today from Jana Banana 519 it says, I am beyond thankful that I found Jenna's podcast. It's food for the soul and covers everything from business, marketing, being a girl boss, personal development. And my favorite part is that Jenna always makes her episodes relatable. When I listen to the podcast on my morning and evening commutes, I truly feel like she's speaking directly to me. It's a game changer to say the least. Thank you, Jenna, for your free content and inspiring words and genuinely caring about your audience. These reviews mean so much to me and they truly help keep our show going. So if you haven't yet, hit pause, leave a review. It takes literally a few minutes and it truly makes my day. We are working so hard to make this show one that you love and tune into every single week. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my friend, Kelly. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Major shout out to Skillshare, the platform where you can take a course in just about anything. Take this opportunity to get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, head to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger to get two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. How sweet is that? 
Thank you to Living Proof for supporting today's episode. Visit livingproof.com slash gold digger and use promo code gold digger to get a free sample of their award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. That's livingproof.com slash gold digger, promo code gold digger for a free sample of dry shampoo with your purchase. Kelly, I'm so excited to hang out with you today. I was just telling you that we haven't had an episode like this on the show and your story is amazing. So first off, welcome to Gold Digger. Thank you, Jenna. I'm so excited. Okay, so we always tease you that you are a Wonder Woman. You are super mom. You do all the things, but you actually have crafted this life around really just being in your best life, like what that looks like. So can you kind of paint a picture? Who is Kelly and how did you get to where you are today? Okay, first I have to start with Kelly is definitely not a Wonder Woman. (laughs) But I believe you are. (laughs) It's like such a treat to talk to you today because I have two kids in school and my husband took out our three younger kids who aren't in school. So I'm actually home alone, which is like (laughs) never. I don't know if this has ever happened before or like when the last time it happened. So I'm all like cuddled up on the couch just feeling so this good is your vacation I That's like right. it <laughs> I know I kept thinking this is like hanging out with a friend today like if Jenna came right. over to my house we would just be like hanging out and living the good life this is it and you guys five kids if you miss that part five <laughs> children so Kelly how did you get to where you are today because there's got to be a story behind all of this <laughs> yes I mean a lot of people talk to me about blogging and the truth is I didn't even have the internet until I was in high school. So I was already, when I imagined where I would be, what I would do, it never included blogging or anything online. So I think that's true for a lot of people who are running some kind of online store or blogging that it's not what you imagined for yourself. And I took a totally long, random path that started with going to grad school and I actually have my master's and PhD in psychology, which oh my gosh. is like so unrelated to what I'm doing now. I joke all the time that it's just like a waste of time, which it wasn't a waste of time <laughs> because maybe I'm much more sane and balanced because of it. But so I spent an extra four years in college. I finished my PhD when I was 26 and then... I started working for the government. I was doing research for them. It was with health and safety. And I think that's where the story really starts because I did not love that job. Like I spent so long in college, so many years, worked so hard on something that I loved and was super passionate about and then ended up in a job that was really, really boring. I mean, it was only good because it was a little bit of a joke and I got to waste time. Like they had a gym on, on a, we had like a campus. There was a gym and I would go to the gym for two hours at lunchtime and work out, take a shower, a quiet shower. I already had one daughter at the time and I would like blow off work. (laughs) I hate saying this. It's so (laughs) counter to me because I can be an overachiever and like work really hard. But the people in that job knew me as a slacker because I would just like go to Target or (laughs) that's when I loved my job. I loved my job when I could work at home and not really work or go to the gym or go and do errands. But then when I actually had to do work, which was not that frequently, I hated it. And By the time I got pregnant with my second daughter, I just felt like, why am I doing this job that I don't enjoy? Why did I spend so many years in grad school pursuing a passion just to work a nine to five that I don't love? I am paying someone to watch my daughter, soon to be two daughters, and I'm just browsing the internet or online shopping. And it felt like, The journey to become an entrepreneur, it was almost there was no other choice. I just felt like I couldn't stay there. I just couldn't accept that I had wanted to do something that I loved and just kind of settled and gave up and was willing to have a secure job, a good, I mean, a good job. You could make money forever. I could have stayed in the government forever, but it just, I never would have loved it. I probably would have been bored for however many years to come. So 
I think that made the decision of when I didn't go back to work after my second daughter was born. It didn't as much feel like I was choosing entrepreneurship as I was choosing. I couldn't keep doing what I was doing. I knew that. I knew that for a fact. I just couldn't continue down that path. So what did you do? Because, I mean, I feel like so many people find themselves that way, like being a new mom and navigating that world. I feel like knowing if I had to go back and punch a time clock or something, it would just be this awful deadline. So what did that look like? Well, my mother-in-law actually sent me an article in the mail and it was talking about wellness coaching. And it had a little post note on it that said something like, thought of you. And I started thinking more, maybe I could be a a coach because I loved being a mom. I thought I could help other moms with being healthy after having a baby. So it would be eating healthy, working out, and also just mentally staying balanced when you have all these other things pulling at you. And this was actually pretty closely related to what I was doing with my PhD because I studied at the time how to motivate people to exercise. So, and I just personally like love healthy eating, love working out and obviously was a mom, a young mom and wanted to kind of keep my act together and just be happy where I was. So I got this idea of the coaching and got certified as a wellness coach, spent like a thousand dollars on a course was like, I'm doing this. I don't know where it's going to lead, but I know that if I pursue something I'm passionate about and excited about, it'll lead somewhere good. So, and then I called in favors to literally every person I know. My husband, I convinced him to build me a website, like the crappiest, ugliest website you've ever seen. (laughs) Sorry, Andy. I love you. Uh, And my uncle's an attorney. He helped me file an LLC. My aunt helped me get insurance. Like... I mean, I just, (laughs) everybody helped me along the way. So I just put this website together. And I remember Andy, we were out to dinner. We used to try and do like a weekly date night. And we went out to this pizza place by our house. And he said, you know, you need a blog. You're going to put a blog on your website. And I said, no way. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I am not putting a blog. What the heck would I talk about? Who would want to hear what I'm talking about? I can't write. I'm the last person like I should pay somebody to write a blog for me. I can't write a blog. I just want to help other moms. But he's like, no, moms like blogs. You need to share content and that'll be a free way to get people to your website. So like I hate to say like the rest is history, but it almost felt like that once I started the blog and I was sharing recipes. Also at the time I was sharing some workout tips and tips to balance life as a busy mom, but really people only cared about the recipes. So it very quickly became apparent that that was what I should focus on. It's amazing. So as you started to feel or see that like people were so interested in the recipes and they weren't necessarily as interested in some of the other first ideas that you had, how did you start to figure out like this could become a business and this could become an income? What did that look like? It did take a long time. I mean, it's funny because I was preparing to talk to you, looking back at like what happened and when. So I officially started the business in 2012. And the actually wrote my first blog post in April of 2012. And the first ebook in December of 2012. So that's when the first ebook, it was a cookbook came out. But when I was looking back, it's like, oh my gosh, we made no money. We were so poor. Like we had no, I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Like no idea. I was so clueless. So I guess I don't want to paint this picture of I had it all together and I knew exactly what to do. And it was so easy because that's not true. Like what I did was take that first step and be determined to make it work. And I think that so many people have ideas. So many people want to do something. And what makes you unique or successful in the long run is just do it. 99% of people won't do that. They're not going to take the jump or just try it. And if you do, you will be successful. You will figure it out. There's no other secret. 
Like there's nothing special about where we started to get where we are now. It's just being willing to try. So if someone is like listening to this and you have an idea, I am talking to you. Seriously, like do something today, tomorrow, this week. Okay, so before we dive into the nitty gritty of ebooks, what do you do today? Because it is totally transformed from this little website and this blog and this singular ebook. So paint the picture of your life today with five children and what that looks like. And then we'll dive into the specifics. I mean, the dream didn't happen overnight. I feel like today I'm at my dream. It probably took me two to three years of blogging when I it was January 2015, and I made a New Year's resolution. I'm going to make a full-time income from my business. And maybe someone doesn't have a goal of making a full-time income, but that was it. And it was laughable at the time. Like, I was embarrassed. I told my dad. I went out to dinner with my friends. We went to a Chinese restaurant to celebrate my friend's birthday. And I was like, you guys, this year I'm going to make a full-time income. I'm going to like make a full-time income blogging. And I was so embarrassed, thought there was no way I could make that happen. But I put it out there and started like being scrappy and doing whatever it took to make money. So that included pushing my eBooks. I was doing some affiliate things. I was, I mean, crazy stuff. I blogged for other people. I took photograph, like food photos for other people. And my photography is a joke. <laughs> I mean, compared to like Jenna Kutcher brand and like <laughs> any of your photographers, it's a joke. But I was doing everything to make money to see what would catch. And it worked out because today, I mean, I just spent this year. And like, when I think back to the summer, my husband and I are home, we work full time on the blog full time, meaning it's our full time income, it pays our mortgage, it pays all our bills. We don't work full time, we work like an hour or two a day. Because that's not what my life is about. My life is about taking care of my five kids, having fun, keeping my house semi clean, and Mm -hmm. just like, living life, enjoying life today, not waiting until we're 60 and can retire. So, I mean, the summer, me and Andy went to the pool every day. We took our kids to the pool. People there thought we were teachers because (laughs) they're like, these people never work, which I guess is better than them thinking we're unemployed. But we're just like together all the time. We just like hang out, go places. We just, I mean, that's the lifestyle. And I feel like we make plenty of money to do that. And that's the dream for me. It's I would rather have this lifestyle and have enough money to do whatever I want than be uh, like a multimillionaire, but be working 80 hours a week or 40 hours a week. Like I just want to work as little as possible and make as much money as I can. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) When I first met Kelly, she gets up in front of our group at our mastermind and she's like, so I'm kind of different, but I really don't want to work that much. And I want to work as least amount as possible, but work as smart as I can. And I was like, this is a girl after my own heart. Like, so amazing. So did you ever think that eBooks would be your one-way ticket towards this life? Like, was that ever on your radar? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know you could make that much money off of eBooks, to be honest. Like... I would say there's like two moments when I started to think I could make money off of ebooks. And I would say the first one was the very first time that I did like a launch. So I started ebooks. Like I wrote my first cookbook when I started the business, but it wasn't until three years later when I read Jeff Walker's book, Launch, about focusing on your email list, building an email list, and then launching a product to them. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try this. It's my year of trying to make a full-time income blogging. I have nothing to lose. So I actually launched a new ebook that I had written. It was a cookbook about Crock-Pot freezer recipes. And I only I had like 10,000 people on my email list, which I say only because that's so much less than we have now. But it's still a lot. I understand some people are just starting their email list. So we had 10,000 people. And that month, we sold so many ebooks. I mean, it was the first time we ever made over $10,000 in a month. But we just, it worked. So that was the first time I thought, you know what? There's money to be made here that our readers want this and want more of it. And then very soon after that, 
in August of 2015, I wrote a blog post about crockpot freezer meals that went viral, like true viral, where a million people in one day viewed it. It crashed our website and over there were like over 8 million views that month. And we had residual traffic and sales for the rest of the year. And then like that kind of prompted Andy leaving his job, him realizing this is legit. We're going to keep making money from this and we need to see where it goes. Okay. So let's say for people that are listening, they're like, okay, well, I don't know if I'll ever go viral. What is like the process for coming up with like an ebook topic? So let's say that a listener has this area of expertise or this area of passion. And they're, they're just so excited about this idea and this idea of making money online and building this lifestyle. What do you think is the process for coming up with some sort of idea for an ebook that will sell? Okay, so I love this question because it's very common. People ask me all the time, how do I even come up with a topic? Like, okay, I'm sold. I want to write an ebook. What the heck do I write it about? And then I love it because the answer is so easy. So it starts, I would say, just to generalize, your topic is what people already love about you. Don't like come up with some crazy new idea. You don't need to be the most creative person in the world. Like it's simple. You already have your idea. Like just keep it simple and do what people already love about you. So to like break that down and make it more tactile, where to start for bloggers, I would look at your top 10 blog posts. If you don't have a blog, you could look at what are your top posts on Instagram or what do you share that gets a ton of likes on social media? Start with more of a general list, like 10 things people resonate with. They love about you. They like about you. Then I usually will think about what do these things have in common? Like what? Okay, I see this post. This is a chicken recipe. Okay, this is a list of a bunch of freezer meals that I made in an hour. And then I will make a list. Maybe now we're down to like five items. And you just write down things they have in common, like similarities. They could have be cooking methods if it is food. For me, it might have to do with like recipes and it's budget friendly. It's There's free grocery lists. Then... I would say the third step is to then use those commonalities to come up with three general ideas for a book. And I have, I actually created like a worksheet that you can fill in with this. So we could link to this in the show notes or I could put this out there, but afterward, if people want to fill it out, but you just write down like three general ideas from that. So maybe for me, it will be a cookbook focused on chicken recipes, since I said that might be really popular. Then I come up with some search terms, do a little bit of research. I might say chicken crockpot recipes, chicken, easy chicken freezer meals. And I search for those on Amazon, on Google and say chicken crockpot cookbook and see what else is out there. And I get information there. So maybe there's a ton of things out there, but it looks like they're really complicated. And my style is much, much more simple recipes, 10 ingredients or less. Like, oh, that's good to know. Or maybe I find other info like, oh, okay, there is a lot of stuff out there, but it's only selling for $3 on Kindle. It's like, oh, well, maybe that's not the best choice because I want to sell it for more money. But you gather that information, you research three topics, and then I pull my audience. So I get down the two and I say, you guys help me decide help needed. What do you want me to write about? And I just let, I do this on Facebook a lot, but you could do Facebook, Instagram, email, you could pull your friends anyway and say, what do you want? What should I actually write about? And if your audience is helping you decide and you've gone through this process of looking at all the information they've given you along the way, your book is going to be a bestseller. You're writing what people really want you to write about. (laughs) I think that would be my advice. I dare you, open up your vanity or dump out the basket underneath your bathroom sink and count how many half-empty hair products you stopped using simply because they didn't work. I had dry shampoos, sprays, conditioner, all of these empty promises from product after product. But then I found Living Proof. 
And Living Proof tackles the toughest beauty challenges with technology from MIT scientists. So you know you're dealing with actual science and not just marketing gimmicks. From frizz to damage to fullness, Living Proof products do exactly what they claim to do without using silicones, parabens, phthalates, or animal testing. I love their award-winning dry shampoo because it actually cleans your hair. Unlike other dry shampoos on the market, Living Proof doesn't just mask the oil and sweat and odors, but it removes them completely, leaving your hair looking clean, fresh, and ready to take on the day. How many of us actually need that? The good news is, is it's also color safe if you're not exactly rocking your natural hair color. It's no wonder that they've won eight Best of Beauty Breakthrough Awards. Living Proof is delivering results that you can see from across the room. Make the switch to Living Proof today by visiting livingproof.com slash golddigger and use the promo code golddigger to get a free sample of their award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. That's livingproof.com slash golddigger, promo code golddigger for a free sample of dry shampoo with your purchase. Again, livingproof.com slash golddigger, promo code golddigger. Gold diggers, do you have goals for your business? Of course you do. And these goals might require a new skill or polishing up on the basics in order to reach them. Skillshare is an amazing resource for entrepreneurs like us who want to elevate our businesses. Skillshare is this online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, and so much more. As my role in running this little empire evolves, I am so interested in learning about management and leadership to ensure I am running my team in its fullest potential. I took a course on leadership essentials, how to give and receive feedback, and it was so eye-opening and productive. From classes in photography, illustration, leadership, and entrepreneurial topics, you name it, they've got it. Whatever I'm looking to learn, Skillshare is where I look. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Gold Digger listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, head to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger to start your two months today. That is Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger. Enjoy. That's awesome. And I think too, a lot of times we talk about this a lot, but like we're so close to our genius areas or the things that come so simple to us, we kind of take them for granted and we assume, oh, this is just common sense for everyone else. But what was your first ebook? I'm just curious. What did you put out into the world for the first time? It's actually very closely related to what I have today. So it was 15 minute freezer recipes. It was only 10 recipes. And I will tell you now, I don't sell it anymore. Like, it's very embarrassing. Don't look for it. <laughs> no, you don't even look for it because it doesn't exist. My first two ebooks actually don't exist, but they had like no photos of the food, 10 recipes. The food was good though. Like, the recipes tasted good. The presentation was terrible, but you know, don't let that hold you back either. Like, that's okay. I'm perfect, right? Oh, I mean, they were like the opposite of perfect. They were <laughs> embarrassing, like really, really bad. But the food and the recipes I would stand behind today. That is so cool. Okay. So let's say I'm someone out there. I am super passionate maybe about working out or skincare or something like that. And I put together a little ebook, like my top five tips for this or something like that. How would you recommend that I would go out and launch it? Like, what does that actually look like? And also, like, how can you use ebooks to grow your audience? Because I think, too, a lot of times when we think about this, like, I always kind of say, I don't have any ebooks, but really, I have so many downloadable guides that could be considered an ebook. And so, let's start at the beginning. How would people use these, or how could they use these to first grow their audience so that they have someone to launch to? I mean, yeah. And when you said the guides too, it made me think that our ebooks are just Word documents saved as PDFs, which anybody can make. I mean, you don't need, it doesn't have to be Kindle or some kind of e-reader document. This is something like super, super basic. So I think to grow your list, one, you could give away 
something free related to that. And then like people might be interested in your book. And then as people buy your book and share your book and tell other people about it, they will learn about you. Ebooks are great because they're a lower price point item. So if you really sell something more expensive or plan to, this might just get somebody in the door. It's not that hard to convince somebody to spend $9.99. They're like, oh, I'll just check it out. I'll see if this will help. Or even $20, $30. So I feel like they're a way to get people to learn more about you and to see how much help you can give them right off the bat. I love that. And I feel like too, if you get somebody to spend their first dollar and you give them results, they're going to keep coming back. And it is so much cheaper as an entrepreneur to keep serving a current client than to acquire a new one. So it's kind of brilliant because it's like getting them in the door, getting them experience with your brand and what you create, and then having this continued opportunity to serve them. So it's kind of brilliant. Let's be honest. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm just going to okay. like take credit for that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what are three essential parts of every successful launch? So now you have an audience because you've given away something for free or you've kind of shared some of your expertise for free. How do you launch this and put it out there for sale? So we always use, I talked about that book, Jeff Walker's launch yes, that I that read. Book. We use that strategy for launching new products or even putting existing products on sale. And what it starts with is the step that most people skip. And that's the pre-launch, which is when you are just serving your audience. Before anything comes out, you are giving them free things related to what you're going to sell them later. You are sharing tips. You are getting them excited about what's to come. You're like, you guys, my new ebook is coming out next week and I can't wait to share it with you. Like to help get you motivated. Here are some of my best tips. So you just keep mentioning it, letting them know it's coming. We always do a survey at this time and say, what is your biggest question about this product that I'm launching next week or two weeks from now? And then they're telling you all their objections. They're saying, does the food actually taste good? Will this, I mean, examples you were giving, is this workout really going to work for me? Do I have to belong to a gym? Is this skincare product good for dry skin? They're saying all the reasons they would not buy your product. And so during that week or two weeks leading up to your sale, your launch, you're addressing those concerns. You're saying, here's some common FAQ. People are asking me, does this happen? No, this is going to be perfect for you. So you're answering and all those objections so that the very first day you launch, you say it's available. Everybody buys because you've already addressed all their hesitations. You've already given them tons of free tips. So they already are in love with you because you give, 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 and you've already addressed all their concerns. So 100% include the pre-launch, include the freebies and info leading up to the sale. I agree 110%. And I know at our last mastermind, we talked about this, but so many people are so caught up in the launch and the product itself that they skip all of the steps of building anticipation and really answering those biggest questions in advance. And that is like the setup for the sale. And if you skip all that part, you're going to have to work so much harder to make every single sale. And so I know that, you know, a lot of us, when we create something, we just want to like get it out into the world. We're so excited, but there is so much power in the pre-launch. And what I love about what you just said, Kelly, is it's like face those objections head on. I think so often in life, we almost want to like avoid the things that people are wondering or the reasons why somebody might not purchase from us. But when you face those head on and you say, I know you might be thinking this, but here is the truth. It not only helps solidify the sale, but it really helps shift people's mindsets into saying, oh my goodness, this is a solution for me, or this could help me. And so I love that because I think for so many people, especially when you first start selling something, objections are terrifying. Like you are so afraid that people are thinking these things and you know all the things they're likely thinking that you almost just want to avoid them. But I think like stepping into them is the best way to sell. Don't you agree? A hundred percent. And you can't hide from those objections. If you don't tell them before the sale, you're going to get email no matter what. Even if you tell them they're going to email you later and 
your product's not going to be for everybody and that's okay. We create a launch nowadays. We look at those three to five main objections and that is what we craft our entire launch around because it's all about really shifting people's mindsets to help them believe and see that what you have created is the solution for something that they're facing. And so it's so easy when you're first starting out to try to avoid those objections and to try to just shove this product out into the world without really building anticipation or building credibility. But you have to take Kelly's advice because it is going to change the way that this works for you. It's so amazing. So, okay. So let's say you have a launch. Let's just say, for example, 20 people purchase. How do you keep the momentum and how do you continue to sell ebooks after that initial launch? What does that look like for you? So I want to add to within the launch, make sure there's some kind of urgency to buy then because you might not sell. If you say, guess what? My new ebook is live and it's $15 and you can buy it today or you can buy it 10 years from now. Like, yay, you're going to have people who buy it, but you might only have 10 or 20 because there's no push. Like why buy it now? So we always have urgency. And even though our ebooks do live on and people can buy them and we have strategies for selling them year round, try to get them during some kind of launch or sale because you can make a lot of money if there's urgency. If there's a sale price or it's only available for a limited time, the sale price is available for a limited time, there's a coupon code, there's a bonus download, there's a bonus freebie. There's a 24-hour freebie. I mean, we've done so many things that get people to buy during a, like a specific time period. There has to be and a deadline. Then, there has to. It's like we don't make decisions unless we're forced to, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. When we have our sales, we have two big semi-annual sales. And when we do that, we sell so many ebooks. I mean, way more than the rest of the year. And we count on that time even to keep the money going when it's not crockpot season or when you know people aren't making crockpot meals in June where it's warm. So we count on those times. So you can really sell a lot and make a lot if there is a specific time period that is expiring or a price that's expiring. I love that. I have a really random question. This is kind of funny, but do you watch the TV show This Is Us? I have watched it. Okay. I, Did you I hear about the crockpot thing? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was so funny. There's like a crockpot campaign that came out after the show. For anyone that watches it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about, but I don't want to have any spoilers. Best show ever. But it just made me think of that because there is a definite season for crockpot cooking and it's a more seasonal thing. And so... How do you continue to sell each month when you don't have those semi-annual sales happening? Like, how do you keep income coming in from these eBooks that maybe have launched six months ago or a year ago, or you created them a while ago? How do you keep that momentum? I love this question because our number one seller is actually a bundle of our eBooks. And the last book in there, we launched that bundle in August of 2016. And we are still selling that. That's our number one seller today. So we spent time creating those ebooks. And that's why now I'm not working 24-7. I put the time in up front. And now I'm getting paid to play outside with my kids. So how I sell them, there's actually some really subtle ways that you can sell without being annoying, without being salesy. Like, so many people are afraid to sell something because they think they're going to annoy their readers. They're going to have to be like used car salesmen. And so we have some really subtle ways. One, create an ad for your product. Just like if you have an ad network or you have Google ads on site, create your own ad. It can be so basic, like a plain color background and then maybe a little image of your cover and some text that says best selling ebook from, I would say, the Freezer family, but it could be best-selling ebook from your company name, buy now button on there. And you have this image that you can put anywhere on your website. You can put this image in your emails too, if you have an email list and you're sending out emails. So you have this ad for your product that you're not even talking about the product. You're writing other blog posts. People are looking for other tips on your site. They're looking for something else and they see the ad and they click it and they make a purchase. You write an email with your recipes, but there's an ad that people click and make a purchase. We make tons of money that way. And then we're not so worried about being salesy because 
we're serving and we're giving lots of free content, but while people are learning about it, they're like, oh, I would definitely pay for this. And they like learn about the ebook that way. I love that. I think that's so smart too, because I honestly think that's people's number one biggest fear is like coming off spammy or scammy and repelling people. But really, when it starts with the heart of serving and you are giving out this free content, and then you're saying, if you want more, if you want this more in-depth look, or if you want more complex recipes, or if you want more simple recipes, you can purchase this small purchase price. What does it look like in terms of like the journey of a customer for you? How do you keep them buying more or taking them kind of on that journey with you to your next offer? What does that look like? Most people do find us like through a blog post. Pinterest, Pinterest is our number one refer and Google too, but they'll land on a post. And I'm always thinking about that. I'm thinking, how does somebody even get to my website? So if they land on a post, do they even know I have an ebook? Do they even know there's more available of this, which why I like the ads and even links within the text. I'll write something. If I write a new recipe, I could say this was inspired by one of the recipes in my cookbook link or you guys know how much I love the simple recipes in my best selling cookbook ebooks link. And here's another one with only 10 ingredients and you give it for free. So just always reinforcing it. And then when people buy it, we almost always link to our bundle. It is, it's a $30 product. It's a really sweet spot for people who are willing to spend that money. And we still make a decent amount of sales because heck, we tried selling $3 eBooks and it, you have to sell so many. I mean, to try and make any money off of that is just, it's not worth your time. Maybe it is for some people, for me, I just couldn't make back the amount of time I put into these products. So our lowest price point is $10, but most people buy the bundle. I mean, overwhelmingly people buy the bundle. So we've put a lot of thought into once they buy this bundle of eBooks, what happens next? Because these people, I mean, they love you. They email you. They're like, you changed my life. I love this. I love this. It's like, okay, what else can we sell you? And so then we do... We just recently, with your help and mentorship, Jenna, thank you, we launched a membership site. So now people can join our membership site. And we even took that further this year with our sale. It's like, okay, if you have, at the time we had 1,300 people who were already on our membership site who already owned our bundle. So they had all our cookbooks. They joined the membership site. They could take everything on the membership site and make their own grocery list, pick and choose their own recipes. It was what could we sell to those people. And we then did an affiliate push during our sale to sell them something else that a uh, related food blogger was selling. So we that was only 1,300 people, but we did tons of sales. Our email open rates were something like 50% for those people because they already know, like, trust us. So... I guess that's what the journey is right now. It's so exciting. And it's it's been really fun too, Kel, to like watch you kind of think through like, what is that next step? Because I think so often we can find success in one facet and we forget about like that journey that we're taking people on and like how we can continue to like extend an invitation or an offer to them for those people that want to go to that next level, that next step with us. Now you guys are kind of pivoting a little bit in and not ending anything you started, but kind of starting to teach other people about ebooks. Talk a little bit about that because that's really interesting. And ebooks have given you this life of freedom and this ability to be home with your kids. So talk to me about what that's looked like. We, yeah, this isn't really, we never imagined going this way, but since we've sold so many ebooks, I mean, we've sold like over 50,000, like, and those could be bundles and every bundle could have 10 ebooks or I mean, it's just, We've sold so many ebooks and they have given us this life that we love so much that I like desperately want this for other people. <laughs> it's funny. I was driving in the car today. I went to the gym early this morning. I was driving home and I was just thinking, I desperately want this life. Like for other people, I'm going to go on this call with Jenna and I'm kind of nervous because I'm probably going to say something stupid, but I want other, I want other people to have this. Like to me, this is the dream. Maybe it's only my dream, but 
to have the freedom to do what you want, to pursue what truly makes you happy in life is I'm getting like wrapped up in it (laughs) when I just think about like how great it is. So we had the idea of starting like a second business called eBooks Pro. And our goal with it is to teach people what we learned because it took a long time. I told you I started my first ebook in December of 2012. And it took almost two and a half, three years until we were making a lot, like a decent amount or a lot of money from it. So we've learned a lot. I mean, we've just through trial and error, through keeping track of our stats, through trying new things, through writing new books. I mean, we just have been through the ringer and are in a very sweet spot now. And it's exciting to think, well, we could help someone else do the same thing. So our goal really is to have two new courses, one, how to create your first ebook and really walk someone through that process of writing something in Word and saving it as a PDF and putting it out to the world where they can change other people's lives. And they can have people email them and say, thank you. Thank you for putting yourself out there. And also having another course related to marketing your ebooks and not feeling salesy and putting emphasis on them. I've talked to some of my friends in blogging and they're saying, you know, I'm making a great ad income, but I'm not making any money on my ebooks. Or it's really scary to make all of your money from one thing. Am I going to be able to do this a year from now, two years from now? Could my spouse or significant other quit their job? Like, can we make money long term? How do I diversify my business? And I think you may even have an ebook or a virtual product that you're not selling. So also talking about marketing and the way that we do that with promoting a sale or creating that urgency and not in a super salesy way, more in a serving way that you can help other people with your message. I think that's amazing. I mean, you guys, if you have Microsoft Word, you can do this. Like, And I think that's what's so empowering about your messages. It's like you have, I mean, every single person has this gift or this passion or, or something for them that doesn't feel like work that either comes naturally or they're just so excited about it that they find themselves doing it. And the ability to share that gift with the world is incredible the ability to sell it as a digital product where you don't have to keep inventory. There's not a lot of risk to create it and put it out there is incredible, but also just this ability to create this life around this. And I know it like gets my wheels turning. Obviously we sell different downloads and guides and templates and all of that, but it is amazing how something so simple can change a trajectory of your life and what that looks like. And I'm excited just about that possibility too. I love just how you encourage other people to focus on rest and to focus on living your life now and not waiting. So what are you most excited about right now? Like what's firing you up? What's getting you out of bed in the morning? Like what is Kelly pumped up about? Well, I'm definitely excited about eBooks Pro. I am work-wise. That's what I'm most excited about because I feel like the family freezer and all of our cookbooks are in a really good place and almost on autopilot now so that I am more motivated to help other people achieve that. And I would say personally, I mean, I love work, but again, work is not my life. Work is one part of my life or how I make my money to fuel the rest of my life. So otherwise, I would say I'm passionate. I've been working out a lot. My I do have five kids. My youngest was born in January of this year. And it takes a long time to get back in shape. But I've been working out almost every day. I love that. And I have this dream of like getting a hammock. And <laughs> I love that that's your like, dream. <laughs> it's so silly. Like I might just have to make this happen or like ask for it as a last minute Christmas gift. But it's like, I have this dream of having a hammock and I could just lay in my hammock and read like it would be a hammock I could put on my porch or even in my basement. And then when I have a quiet moment to myself, I could just read on my Kindle because I love to read like I read fiction and it's just pure pleasure in itself. I don't learn anything. It's just enjoyment like what I like to do 
in my spare time. I'm the same way. I can only read for pleasure because it takes the fun out of it. When I read business books, my head starts spinning. I get too many ideas and then I feel behind and I got to like keep working. But every night I read just to unwind. So I'm going to make sure that Andy gets you a hammock because that is like the easiest way to make a woman happy. And so (laughs) I'm glad that we discovered that. Kelly, where can everybody find you and connect with you and just kind of learn more about what you do and how you show up in the world? I would definitely, if someone's interested in writing an ebook, I would go to ebooksPro.com because that's where they're going to find more tips and more free worksheets and can contact me through there. Otherwise, if they want to see the cookbook ebooks that I've written, they could go to thefamilyfreezer.com. Both ebooksPro.com and thefamilyfreezer.com have links to where you could find me through email or through social media. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, your heart, your expertise on the show. I am just so, so lucky to know you. I cannot wait to get all the tips about being an awesome mom when I'm with you. But just thank you for sharing everything today on the podcast. Thank you, Jenna. I just, I was really looking forward to just chatting with you. And I hope that this reaches that even one person out there who's like thinking about doing something and they just take that first step. Amen. The power of one. I love Kelly. I love the way that she pursues her best life unapologetically. I mean, not only is she a mom of five, but she's built this business that supports her entire family. And did you guys hear the part where she said her and Andy only work an hour to a day? I think that's incredible. When I first met her, I was just so blown away by her desire to work smarter and not harder. And so it was such a treat to have her on today to talk about ebooks. Before we started the conversation today, we were kind of talking about what I believe she had to bring to the gold digger table. And I hope that you can see through her story that there is possibility for you to share the things you love, to make a living doing it, and to show up and serve the world in a bigger way. So if you have Microsoft Word, open it up and start sharing because what you know and what you're passionate about, it's not by chance. There is an opportunity for you, whether it's to make a living or to just change somebody's life. And I loved, loved, loved having this conversation with Kelly today. We'd love to hear what you think. Hop on over to Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast or at Jenna Kutcher. Let us know what you got from this episode. And I'd love to hear what you're most passionate about. What could you write an ebook about today? Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for tuning in and supporting this sweet show. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you Gold Digger you.